careful on the roads today. You know, it, it always blows my mind that, you know, there are more accidents that happen when the weather is good than when the weather is bad. And that's because people are, you know, rushing about their business. They're not paying as much attention because they don't feel they have to. And today uh, there was a tragic uh, motorcycle accident on the uh, Toronto-bound QEW, and uh, the Burlington Skyway was closed down. They've uh, reopened it after a 51-year-old female motorcyclist was killed in a multi-vehicle collision. It's just a horrible situation. I was driving into work today on the the 400 series highways, which I do every day. I think I got down to uh, the Gardner, and there was a motorcyclist, and I looked at him, and I thought, what are you doing? What are you doing? He was wearing, I know it's hot out, but he was wearing a T-shirt, uh, a pair of light pants, no boots, just like running shoes. And it didn't like I could see his ankles and he was just flying through traffic. He had a helmet on. And I thought, wow, you really have faith in everyone around you and yourself and the and your bike. If anything malfunctions on that bike and you're going down, you're going to die. You're going to turn into hamburger. That's just the long and short of it. It sounds kind of graphic, but that's the reality. That's what happens when your skin hits the pavement. When you're not properly suited up, uh, we're going to talk to Sher- uh, Sergeant Carrie Schmidt from the OPP about exactly what went down today with that Burlington Skyway crash. And uh, he'll be joining us in a matter of uh, minutes to talk about this. And then I want to get your take on it because I see it every day driving into work. And what I'm noticing more and more are the motorcyclists that switch lanes at high speeds, that are lane splitting. And I don't want to blame it all on bad bikers. But we are at a 10-year high now, and somebody has to assume some sort of responsibility for the fatalities to motorcyclists. There's 37 so far killed this year. Uh, Sergeant uh, Carrie Smith from the OPP joins me on the line right now. Carrie, it's not a a great day at all for you and uh, the people that had to deal with this today. And, you know, it's a sad, sad day for friends and family of of this woman who died in this horrible crash today. What went down? Well, yeah, it was a sad uh, crash this morning. Uh, absolutely horrific, really. The uh, collision occurred at 6 in the morning. It was still dark, and a lot of people just getting into uh, the morning routine, Monday morning, back to work, and it was a beautiful, hot, warm mm-hmm. day, and, and no reason why someone wouldn't be on their motorcycle. Uh, but sadly, there was some contact between a car and a motorcycle. Uh, that sent the motorcycle uh, into the path of another vehicle. We're still dealing with the entire sequence of events uh, with the collision reconstruction team. But uh, sadly, as a vulnerable road user, you're driving a motorcycle, you're driving a bicycle or a pedestrian. Anytime you're outside of the uh, protection of a, of a cockpit uh, space like a vehicle, uh, you are vulnerable to injury. And sadly, a 51-year-old woman is dead now as a result of uh, this morning's uh, crash. And uh, like you said, uh, over a decade year high now. Last year, we had 36 motorcycle fatalities, and that was the worst year we've had in a decade and uh, we've now surpassed that number with this fatality this morning. And I was looking at some of the numbers this morning, the, the 37 that we've investigated, and interestingly, the driver condition of the motorcyclist, in, of those 37 crashes, 21 of them were driving properly at the time of the crash. Mm, so these so, are cars. Yeah, so although we often think that uh, a motorcyclist uh, was going too fast and aggressive driving, and certainly we have seen that uh, play it, play out as well, and has uh, ended up in uh, fatalities. Mm. Uh, Twenty-one of them, the motorcyclists were actually deemed to be driving properly. So that really goes to amplify the fact that it is a shared responsibility, and the fact that you're in a vehicle and 
you come in contact with someone in a motorcycle, if you don't see them and don't change your driving in advance, if you're doing something that you shouldn't be because you don't recognize that motorcycle and you cut, cut in front of them, which we've seen all too often, uh, that's, uh, that's something you have to live with the rest of your life. And there, there could be penalties for that as well, obviously. Is this re- the result of a density and more people on the roads and then just a frustration because I remember when... Are you with me, Carrie? Yeah, yeah, sorry, you would. Yeah. Is this the result of, you know, more more drivers on the road and, you know, people remembering when they used to be able to get to and from work a lot quicker and, and now we're, we're frustrated, not only the drivers, but also the motorcyclists? Well, yeah, we, we get called to about 70,000 crashes uh, every single year across the province. Most of them are just property damage, minor fender benders. But a minor fender bender with a motorcycle, with a vulnerable road user, is always uh, going to have far more uh, uh, potential for injuries and and serious injuries and, and fatalities as well. So, yeah, density is there, but again, you need to drive according to the conditions. You need to drive appropriately with a very following distance. And uh, we've seen uh, traffic and uh, traffic jams all the time, and we can get through it for the most part. But when there's a vulnerable vehicle that is being exposed to traffic all around them. If they're not being seen, uh, that's where uh, things that really can go horribly wrong. And so as much as we want motorcyclists to be driving defensively, to be being visible uh, and to being alert and attentive to everything and anticipate drivers who may not see that, and, I, and I'm sure if you would talk to anyone who uh, drives a motorcycle regularly, they will tell you over and over again that they have had so many close calls because mm-hmm. people don't recognize them. As a vehicle, because they're looking for larger vehicles. Well, so, I was just speaking with Space, our producer, and he rides a bike in most most years, uh, mostly you know days of the year. And he said to me, "And it's a problem with the left hand turn. It's a killer. People are know, not looking for the motorcyclists when they make that left." Absolutely, and and I can tell you, I can I can re- recall several fatalities we've investigated already this year where cars have made left turns in front of motorcycles at an intersection at a private drive. Uh, at, at some intersection that uh, they think they can make it through. They don't see the motorcycle closing in on them. And by the time they realize there's a motorcycle in their path or they've taken away in mm-hmm. their path, uh, there is nothing that they can do. They don't have time to respond, and it's too, li- too little, too late. And, and that is absolutely tragic and heartbreaking. Carrie, is this a case of us all needing to go back and, you know, take driver's tests more regularly? Have we just forgotten do you know what? I think refresher training is huge. Every time you get your driver's license renewal, uh, there's always those little uh, tidbits of new information uh, regarding legislation, regarding distracted driving, a seatbelt, uh, emissions. They always they have all these little uh, tips on it. And I think there's someone going back and going for some uh, professional driving, uh, coaching, and, and just evaluate your abilities because you, uh, you may be driving in an urban environment, which you have never done for decades of driving and then now you're presented with this uh, with this uh, environment in front of you and you may not be comfortable with that and a lot of people don't want to uh, uh, come under the impression that they need to go back for help because they've had 30 years of, of accident free driving but yet collisions happen because of bad decisions and we see it all the time and sometimes those decisions are just the ignorance of someone not knowing what their obligations are. So when you are making a turn, taking that extra second to look down the road and and be mindful of motorcycles, pedestrians, 
cyclists out there. In a city, in a rural community, or on a major urban highway, there are always things to be looking out for. And uh, with motorcycles now, we're seeing more and more of it. We we have a a Friday the 13th coming up in October, and there's a lot of riding season left, and there's going to be a lot of motorcycles out on the highways. Carrie, where are you seeing more more of the fatalities? Is it out in in the country? Is it on the main highways, or is it a split? It's really mixed up all over the place. Uh, again, for us, uh, uh, it is on a lot of secondary roads. and Because uh, a lot of times, motorcyclists are out driving in those uh, scenic routes as well. Yeah. Very often, uh, motorcycles are used as a, a form of recreation. Uh, it, it is becoming more of a, a community-type vehicle, but not all the time. And so uh, we do see a lot on secondary roads where you have uh, curves and hills and, and blind spots, and, uh, and you don't have the visibility. And that's why it's just incumbent upon everybody that uh, they need to be ever-present and alert. Distracted driving is a huge concern for us, and, and that plays into part, not, not just cell phones, but just inattention regarding what's going on around you. And if you're not paying attention to uh, traffic coming towards you, you can't just be looking for transport trucks and large SUVs, but you have to be watching out for those smaller, vulnerable vehicles. And, and sadly, those are the ones who are going to end up uh, dying because someone's inattention or complacency because they didn't take that time to look. Uh, you brought up recreation, so I just want to touch on that. How much can be attributed to, you know, inexperienced motorcyclists out there, you know, that just got a bike because they've always wanted to and they really, uh, you know, are in, you said 21 of the 37 fatalities or 36 last year were doing the right, but you have to then go, well, look at how many were in the wrong. Is there an inexperience because this is also a a recreation? Absolutely. And and people that are pushing the limit, they're going too fast and and they want to enjoy the thrill and the excitement of speed and having the air uh, rush through their, uh, their around their body and, and so on. We see people losing control at on-ramps and off-ramps and mm. curbs when they just, they, they're to lean. And you see professional motorcyclists that can lean down 15, 20, 25 degrees, 30 degrees, like professional drivers. But most recreational riders don't have that skill level to be able to lean their motorcycle into those kinds of curves. And they'll end up driving right off the highway because they can't maintain control. Again, that comes down to speed as well. They're taking these these uh, curves far too fast and, and obviously not in every situation but uh, experience and and comfort of your of your motorcycle because i think something that is a little bit surprising is the fact that of the demographics you may think that they're all going to be just young people in their teens and early 20s that are dying on these in the collisions but the biggest demographic of motorcycle fatality is in the 45 to 54 year bracket and then beyond that the 54 to 65 uh, 65 the people that finally got their harleys yeah so people that maybe have a time now to Mm -hmm. enjoy their machines they have a little bit of money to buy a motorcycle but again we are seeing uh, fatalities in all age demographics and maybe that's just uh 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 a sampling of the actual riding population. Maybe most riders are in that demographic, but I, th- I think a lot of people, when they think about a motorcycle uh, collision, they automatically think of a, a sport bike and someone in their 20s who's, who's flying down the highway. Right. Your phone keeps cutting out, Carrie. Just a menace uh, to society, and, and we have seen that. But this morning, 
it was a 51-year-old woman driving a uh, late-model Harley-Davidson, and sadly, she paid with her life. Well, Gary, I hope some of the things that you've said today, the parts that we could hear because your phone kept cutting in and out, i got to be honest with you, uh, sunk in because, you know, there were a lot of there were a lot of important messages. And, you know, we all share the roads, whatever vehicle we're driving. And, you know, God forbid you hit someone and that results in their death. It's a, it's a horrible thing to be saddled with for the rest of your life. Listen, Carrie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much for your time. Cheers. Uh, Sergeant Kerry Schmidt from the OPP talking about motorcyclists. Uh, this is the 10-year high. 37 motorcyclists killed this year. 51-year-old woman from Hamilton being the most recent this morning. 